What happens when common sense is common, but just not helpful? What happens when social standards and thought processes leave you stuck? It's time for a new way of thinking. It's time for divergent sense. Divergent means different, varying, or dissimilar. Divergent sense is taking a different look at something to gain a fresh perspective and having viewpoints that are dissimilar to that which we know as common. This podcast was created to offer alternative opinions on topics ranging from life's everyday challenges all the way through much more complex topics as well. So join us here in our digital domain as we do our best to help life make sense, or should we say, divergent sense. I have no idea what the computer is doing here. Cooperate with me. Submit to my authority and leadership. (laughs) Speaking of church, church. (laughs) All right, welcome back. We have the computer functioning now, uh, so we we can continue on. Uh, this journey, and I um, still don't know what's going on here. Oh, no, yeah, I do. Okay. All right. So we, no more cussing. That's good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Can't promise it'll so, be less, but yeah, there won't be any more. Yes, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not cussing anymore, but I'm not cussing any less. So, yeah, yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's, that's such such is life. So we're going to continue on uh, in our Church Hurt uh, series, and... Uh, and to kick things off um, with uh, leaders, um, church leadership, church boards, uh, in this particular case, uh, that that caused church hurt. When I was in my mid twenties, I, I was attending a church, and um, as as I do, I, I found myself um, doing the audio visual and kind of helping out in 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 those ways. Our area is very very starved. Of the of the technical capacities, right? You know, so I've always it's not that I'm that good. It's just that I there's a, there's just a, a void. So I there's always been something for me to do at any church that I was a part of, right? Um, so so but anyway, to that end, after after some involvement with this church, we you know we were going to make some recommendations to to do a couple of different things. We had replaced some broken gear, and that that was never any real issue but the first time we were going to actually spend some real money and when i say real money i'm three thousand dollars right you know um for it's all relative right yes for for a church that that had a couple mil in the bank yeah this is not a large church so a couple million in the bank is actually i mean this this was this was a year and a half worth of money for them yeah so this was they they were good they they had lots of rainy days we could have done the 40 days several times over there you go you know yeah but they're like oh no we're not going to do that well, it was something that the pastor was very for, definitely wanted to happen. Um, I don't want to give away too many specifics because I don't want to be able to you know isolate anything too you know too much. But we, the ultimately the board shot it down. The board was divided among themselves, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? Why is three thousand dollars going to the board? I mean, now, but I was in my you know mid twenties, and I didn't know how the church government stuff was set up. It was just surprising to me. Yeah, that there would be so many roadblocks and restrictions towards something that was really did not dictate yeah. the direction of the church. This was just to facilitate the, some of the technical capacity. So we were not altering anything. It's just really what it boiled down to is they didn't want to see any ideas that were signed off on or approved or considered as wise that didn't come from themselves. Yeah, and they didn't understand it. So they're like, no, we're not going to do that. But um, 
and that was kind of my introduction to the importance of um, or the value and the significance that church boards, elder bodies, whatever you may call them, deacon board, um, whatever their terminology is, the role that they can play in a church's success or lack thereof. And for this this church, it was for the, the lack thereof. So restrictive and so um, heavy-handed was, was this board that the pastor that was seated at, at the time ultimately left ministry over it. Right. Now, not a, not a falling out, even with, with, the, with the guys, not a falling out or a, uh, what do they call it, a deconstruction of the faith or anything like right. that. No, right. this, this man still is one of the holier people that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it wasn't worth the fight. And he wasn't being the church wasn't being productive, so there was not like they really put anything to bed. Um, most, I believe, of the board, especially the ones that were the most contentious, have actually passed away. They were older guys. Um, so, um, but th- that that church is doing the same thing that it was doing um, twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and even even longer, it's it's just doing the the the, the same. It, yeah. it hasn't hasn't really grown. Um, you know, shrank a little. It'll grow a little. Go you know, go back and go back and forth. Um, but the the, the biggest, the largest casualty there was the pastor. Right. And you talk about someone that had a heart for people that truly loved people. Uh, that was in it for all the right reasons. That stayed in it for all the right reasons. And I, I watched him go through this for a few years, um, before when when he said I'm leaving in a few months and kind of announced that and had put that on there. We we kind of went ahead and left. And the where we went next would be a whole other series, probably even a whole other podcast. But um, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. You, um, but I had. You know, of course, in my seat, I'm a volunteer. I'm not getting paid for any of this, but but I see. I'm like, guys, y'all are just standing in the way. I mean, this pastor yelling, y'all need to let him run. He was so and just so people focused and people oriented. And I mean, for him, the the rejection he saw it. I'm like, I'm just a volunteer. I'm just trying to help y'all. This is there. I'm not charging you anything to to install this gear. Whatnot. This is just just trying to help. And um the he knew that you know that I felt rejected. Now, I should have been you know much in a in a much healthier mental state. But again, I'll go back to mid twenties. Mm-hmm. You're not you you know no. you ha- you don't have enough life experience to really be you know wise with in, in, in those situations. But, well, I have certainly dealt with those types of boards uh, in my thirty five years of serving <clears throat> churches as pastor. Um, I've dealt with very healthy boards. I've dealt with very unhealthy ones. Um, I've worked with deacons. I've worked with eldership government. Um, I think at the end of the day, what happens in these environments is turnover, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, plays a role in this. And so you have a, a, whether it be a deacon board (coughs) or an elders board and, but you're having some turnover of leadership at the senior level. Yeah. Um, they see themselves as more vested than yeah. the person coming in. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's a complete misunderstanding of the role. Yeah. Sometimes it's arrogant. Sometimes it's power. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, I don't have any influence or sway anywhere else in my life, but this place I can, 
those things all come into play, which again, they're all human issues, but sure. we bring those into the church. Yep. yep. Uh, we like to pretend we don't, but, but we do. Um, and so uh, when, when a board becomes so restrictive and it becomes the bottleneck and every decision regarding the color of the carpet in the children's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to every dollar spent has to come through that group. Yes. One thing we know for sure, it's extremely inefficient. And, oh, yeah. And it does not function well. Um, but a lot of places still do it that way. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make them bad people. No. In a sense. No. But it's, it, is a, it is not a good uh, governmental system. No. And no, no, not in any way. The things that we're discussing right now, you talked about the pastor, create a whole other area of this topic, pastors who cause church hurt. And sometimes this is a direct result of them having been under these heavily restrictive boards and, and, and so forth that they decide to move off, start mm-hmm. their own thing, yep. and almost with the that'll never happen to me again mentality. Yes. Uh, maybe not realizing the hurt they're bringing with them that from unclaimed that unclaimed baggage. Unclaimed baggage. They're just pulling it around. There it is. Um, and so they have stuff they've not unpacked, um, and they go right out of a hurtful situation to lead another situation. Yeah. Um, and that can be really challenging. Sometimes that stuff goes into the foundation of whatever it is that they're building. Yeah. And it just keeps showing up, uh, and it can be really problematic. So what you wind up with. He might have a board, yeah, but they have really no power. Yes, they they might just be a sounding board, mm-hmm. and that he's expecting everyone to nod, yes, affirmatively yes. at what he's throwing out. And the the reality is, I don't care who you are, whether you're in a corporate structure or you're in uh, the church world, to be a healthy leader, you need people who will ask you the right questions. Yes. Yeah. And you need to develop uh, the ability to hear those questions as questions, not as accusations, not as threats, not as rejections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. But if you haven't dealt with the stuff from before, you're going to hear all those questions in that way. That, right. That's just what's yes, going to happen. Absolutely. So pastors clamp down. Uh, I'm the man of God here. They take a power move and they wind up damaging things that didn't need to be damaged. And there's, right. there's always collateral damage. So they deal harshly with somebody they perceive is bucking their authority, you know, yeah. and, and what they don't realize, they're not self-aware enough to realize. Everyone just saw how you treated that person. And now they know that's how you'll treat them. Yes. If you ever have a question. Yeah. You see, um, it's, it's, it's common with, with pastors to, they'll position themselves as the doorway for all things because the perceived alternative is that, well, if I'm not the doorway, I'm going to be the doormat yep. and get stepped on. Yep. Uh, and which, which awful place to be, but yeah, it's, it's so much of this is reactionary because it, uh, someone that has not been hurt, that's not carrying that stuff. They're unlikely to start out that jaded in, in ministry because you don't go into it that way. That's something that you become over time. You stay in it because you have a heart for people and a heart for what you're doing, but um, without resolving and and uh, the, without resolving and putting to bed those those issues, you just 
bring it to the next thing or the Absolutely. next thing that you build or the next job that you take, next position that well, you it's, take. Well, it's like you got a divorce and, you I've done that. and you've remarried, right? I've done it's, that. It's the same issue. Yes, and, what, I've, do, and it, I've brought it in. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you divorce a church and go yep. marry another church, yes. you brought stuff with you from the church you divorced. There, oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's happening. That's absolutely. a thing. Yeah. And there's hurt, there's rejection, there's all kinds of stuff. The and R so word. It is important. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that keeps coming Yeah, up. it does. Uh, the, it, it's important, I think, for pastors. I've known pastors who... Rather than having a clear sense of leadership or direction from the Lord to start a church, yeah. I call it presumptive, assumptive decision-making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I've never heard anybody say that. Hey, we'll add this to the list. Think of that. Yes. Did that make sense to you? Yes. Calendar neutral. Yes. That's and a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And church hurt prone. Yes. <laughs> We're just coming out with all kinds of new coining of phrases. Trust me when I say that you're full of it, I actually mean just new phrases. It's no, <laughs> yes, nothing well, ulterior. Yeah, the other could be true. Oh, well. The, the, the reality here is, uh, I got to remember now what I actually said, presumptive, <laughs> assumptive decision-making. So here's the thing. This, I feel like I'm called to do this. This church hurt me, didn't let me do it the way I feel I need to. But rather than pausing and saying, is there something in me that I need to address? Is there something I need to get dealt with? I presume and assume that because God's called me, I automatically should just go start my own church. Yeah. Because I have to fulfill my call. Well, because clearly. Clearly, right? So I have seen that happen so many times where rather than having a true sense of burden for an area or a group of people a real sense of compassion, a real sense of passion for a group of people in a location that you desperately want to serve and you feel it's in your heart and you can't contain it. They go in saying, I'm obviously called by God to do this. I'm obviously supposed to do this. They just got in my way, so I'm going to find a way around them. Right. Now, that's a terrible foundation for the beginning of a new work. Um, and this is where it can lead to someone who's been under a board that caused church hurt becoming the pastor who causes church hurt. Yep. Because instead of seeing people for who they should be, you see them as potential roadblocks to your plans. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why people get hurt. Um, I actually know of this. I had to come in behind a certain experience and kind of clean it up. Um, so fun to come in with that a mom. in the, in the midst of, of a service. It was a church plant. They were meeting in a school. In the midst of a service, the person running the slide presentation brought up the wrong slide. It got out of order somehow. Shame. And so what you know happens is that everyone's eternal destiny has now been forever yeah. altered. Right? We've grieved the Holy we Spirit. We have indeed. Yes. And now anathema. Yes. We are now anathema. And, you know, it's just, you know. Anyway. Quite the weakling, you know, clear as I was taught in certain church circles. Yeah. So here's the, here's the reality. This, this leader from the platform just lambasted the person running the slides, did a public um, mm. correction yes. and everything else. Basically, even accused, you're trying to sabotage me and make me look bad and undermine my credibility. And I thought, 
Well, there's someone's that credibility to, that needs to be undermined. That, that I had to have come from a very deep place of yeah, of wounding yeah. and insecurity, yep. and a lot of things yeah. got exposed there. Um, this thousand said, bucks. I, I says saw that this, was a volunteer. Yeah, this person also because the person leading worship did not move the his pedals far just far enough. He kicked them off the stage. Mm. So now this is weird behavior. This yes. is certainly not rampant. But it does happen, but it speaks to where we bring stuff, we're not well, it's hard to lead others. Now, you can be in process of getting well and still lead well. Right. But if you haven't started the process of getting well, you're just going to hurt people. Now, this is we often assign this to personality types, and I'm going to debunk that. Yeah, okay. I'm going to debunk that. This is not about type A or whatever you are. It, this is not about where you scale on the Myers-Briggs. This is not about... Where you, uh, you know, what's your, uh, what's the real popular one now with the uh, Enneagram? Enneagram. It's not where you score on that. Believe me, I do. <coughs> I do all of these. My, my absolutely. My wife's certified in all. They of all them, have so their place, I, and they're yeah. all very helpful. Yes. But what we're talking about has nothing to do with those. Yes. It has everything to do with unresolved hurt. Yeah. It has everything to do with unresolved issues that set us up to yeah. keep perpetuating these kinds of things on each other and we we have to get well and leaders have to go first right leaders need to go first we need to get well we we need to deal with our our hurt our church hurt we need to deal with our being sheep bit we need to make sure that our hearts are clear and that we've dealt with our stuff because if we don't we will continue to hurt the ones we're supposed to be serving yeah, being on a mission is good. Being determined is good. Being unrelenting is good. Um, you know, you know, oh, keep the faith. You know, yeah, all of that is it's great. It's good. You you need to have a very very high resolve to stick with it if you're going to be in any type of ministry, even in volunteer role, uh, even especially in volunteer role. You you just have to have a high drive and high resolution to stick with things, but. You also have to have a high drive and a high focus to make sure that any type of hurt that does occur, because it will, um, that you you address it. That doesn't like we've talked about it. You don't want to go blab it around to everybody, but you want to make sure that you're not letting a wound fester, that you're not letting something grow inside of you that that that, that shouldn't. That's going to come out and alter your message, no matter how good your mission is yep. later. Yeah, so. it's going to affect your tone. Yeah, it's it's going to affect a lot of things. <clears throat> I think there's a notion sometimes that we can just put this off. I'm just not ready. Yeah, I, I, I talk with people uh, and have dealt with people over the years that would say I'm not offended. I'm just hurt. And my response would be, "You were hurt three years ago. Right now you're offended. Yeah. That has turned. And and you know, all I was wounded. I was hurt. They hurt me. I get it. I'm not it." Getting well doesn't justify what they did, but getting yeah. well is still our responsibility. And that's true as leaders as well as individuals. Right. And the whole word leader means I go first. Right. I'm leading others in how yeah. do you do this? Right. Um, and I do see a lot of pastors who struggle yeah. with their own hurts. Yep. And either through the fact that they'd have no relationship outside of their own team, uh, they don't have the kind of helpful uh, relationships that can really give you a safe place to process and get well. Right. Uh, they don't have any accountability to anybody because the buck stops with them. 
uh, no one can speak into them or right. ask them questions. That's a setup for for church Boy, leaders who hurt yes, yeah. church people. Yeah. Um, I think maybe we can we'll roll around on this this way. At the end of the day, church hurt is not really any different than any other kind of hurt. Yeah. Because it's a human issue. It's, it's a human relational. To human. It's, it's a relational yep. issue. It's an authority issue on yep. some levels. Oh yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> but there is some uniqueness to the church hurt situation because honestly, we have the answer. Yeah. Right. We we're in relationship with the one who yeah. is the answer. We don't utilize it a lot of times, and but yeah, we we know how to approach these things, and so it comes into areas of pride. Comes into areas of I'm taking my revenge. Or I'm going to make sure you pay. Yeah. Uh, none of which follow scriptural teachings or the teachings of Jesus. So I think that at the for me, leaders go first. Yeah. And yeah. if we can get ourselves well, if we have those, we nurture those relationships that can help balance us and encourage us, help us by encouraging us where we're doing well, challenge us where we're not doing so well, and come alongside to help us do better. Right. I think that sets a tone and it helps us. That's a much better place if you're going to be starting a new thing. Yeah. You want to be healthy yes. when you start it because whatever condition you're in when you start, it's in the foundation. Yep. It's going to be yep, a yep. lot of work if you have to go back in and dig all that stuff out. The more you put it off, the longer you let it fester, mm-hmm. the more potent and deadly it becomes. Right. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, a year ago at this time, I was I was listening to a podcast. Uh, it was called "The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill." And if you're listening to this, well, odds are you've probably heard of or have listened to uh, that as well. Um, and without going too deep into that, essentially, the pastor started the church, had some some oversight, um, but didn't answer to a lot of people. So he had some some people that were. Uh, worked with him at the church, but he had no one outside of the church that he submitted to or that that was that had any ability to speak into his life. That was fine for for a good for a number of years. Yeah, there was it, a, there was yeah. a lot of success, or what we would and, deem success. And, yes, yeah, absolutely, and it was a it was a great organization because there was a good vision and a good plan. My problem was is that if you are not under anybody or if no one can question you. Um, you you become unhealthy, um, and you can you can build up walls, and you can become defensive in areas where you feel like every challenge is something that is of the enemy. And it actually, if you'll avail yourself to it, there the Lord would challenge you. He can put people in your life that would challenge you, um, that can you know help you grow. Uh, but if you don't take that, you wound up you wind up being stunted. Yeah. You know, in your no, leadership no, capacity. No and that's, question. Def, you know, definitely what happened in, in that situation, that was a very similar situation as to what I was a part of. You had the, the elder board that wouldn't question anything. Yeah. They weren't really a, a yes body. It's just they didn't, there was no challenge. Uh, they would even might offer dissenting opinions of, of, you know, hey, we thought about it this way, thought about that. Well, yeah, but, and okay, well, whatever, let's just do what you want to do. So just very uh, accommodating. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and so those don't produce a healthy, uh, a healthy environment. One of the first questions that I asked the pastor here 
who said, I'd, and I'd been coming for a while and, and um, was getting ready to, to, to start serving, but, but I asked him, I said, who can tell you no? Uh, and that's great because usually people have that on paper. You know, oh, this is our, uh, we, in our circles, we call it apostolic elder. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, great. Yeah, that's good. All right. When was the last time they told you no and you listened? And I wanted an example because yeah. if you hadn't been told no, and then it's all theory, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. and if no one's challenged you or it's, thrown a flag, it's just theory. Yeah, then then all it is is on paper, and and I've seen that, and I'm I have come from that, um, where that just is not productive, not not healthy, not beneficial in any way, uh, shape or form. So that was something that I've been very appreciative here, but Pastor, I mean, when we go to lunch, you know, regularly. I, he'll he'll tell me, you know that you know I've, this this challenge that I'm thinking about this, but you know my the, the who he calls his pastor challenged me with this, so I was thinking about it a different way. Just very very open and honest, but it's really healthy because he's yep. he's doing he's got leadership based relationships that that keep all of the right nutrients, all of the right relational um, to borrow a John Townsend phrase, all the right relational nutrients. With the leadership nutrients too, keeping everything um, functional and healthy. Yeah, I think I, I can amen all of that um, in the sense that <clears throat> coming here and serving here, uh, knowing the leadership base, knowing the serving myself as what I would consider you and I both high level volunteers. Yeah. Um, with some visibility and impact on what happens. Well, you get uh, to get on the platform. I don't, they don't let me yeah. do that. that and that's, I, that's good. Though. I'm still surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm doing a podcast for a reason. I have a face for radio. So, yes. Uh, we're trying oh, not to scare people. Gosh. But the reality is we are, we are in a place that's ever becoming healthy. Right. Now, you know, cause some people say, well, we're healthy. Well, most of the places that I have served were healthy at one point, but maintaining health is really, really important. And we'll, I think we'll talk about that in our next episode when we start talking about some things about how do we deal with all this? How do we recover from all this? Right. Uh, I think we'll, we'll touch on this topic, but that health is a process. It doesn't, I'm healthy. I'm 32 years old and I'm healthy. Does that mean I'm going to be healthy when I'm 33? No, Maybe well, not. Right. Yeah. You know, so a lot it, can happen. A lot can happen. And, and if I don't maintain, if I don't have a means by which to maintain health, then I can, I can go downhill fast. Something it can happen. It doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. So it needs to be something that's ever at the front of the mind of leadership, whether that's a board, whether that's the senior pastor, how, whatever the church government is structured as staying healthy, maintaining health, making sure that we have practices in place that help us keep healthy relationships uh, and being committed to those things. That's a key, especially when we start thinking about, since this is a reality, how do we avoid it? But if we can't avoid it, how do we deal with it? Thank you for listening to Divergent Sense. We don't just want to hear from you. We need to hear from you and what topics you want us to speak on in the future. We've got plenty to say, but we want to say what you need to hear, what we all need to hear. So do the world a favor and email those requests to contact at DivergentSense.com. And remember, when it comes to your way of thinking, just because it's different doesn't make it wrong. And just because it's common doesn't make it right.